Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Welcome back to Connect on Tech. We are so pleased today to have Paul Glass with us. Paul is our uh, partner lead on cyber out of our London office. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Uh, great to join you. So let's talk about uh, SolarWinds Orion. Plenty to talk about there, but in particular, we're going to focus a little bit today on guidance coming out of the UK Information Commissioner's Office on uh, the 23rd of December on, on steps that organizations um, should take in response to uh, the SolarWinds Orion uh, event or compromise. Uh, what does that guidance say? Can you give us the background? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if we just take take, take a bit of a step back first, um, you know, very briefly, it's a supply chain attack. So some legitimate updates to the SolarWinds Orion network and infrastructure sort of management and monitoring software were compromised. So any third party which installed those updates uh, is also potentially compromised, subject to you know, a number of other conditions being met as well. And I think there was there was what there was what eighteen thousand companies or so that used the uh, the impacted versions of SolarWinds Orion. I think that that's the information that's in the public domain at the moment. Yes, got it. Uh, and you know, there's obviously a lot more technical detail than that. But you know, <laughs> that's an entire podcast or, or three on its own, to be honest. But let me ask you this, Paul: Is it fair to say that not all eighteen thousand were impacted equally? Is that fair? So people have to have to actually look at their particular circumstance to figure out how they were impacted. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly right. And you know, it's, it's important here to differentiate between the vulnerability created if the relevant updates were installed and your actual exploitation of that vulnerability. And this is where sort of the ICO guidance comes in, really. So the guidance reminds organizations using Orion that they should immediately check to see if they're using one of the compromised versions, which is 2019.4 HS. Uh, HF5, 2020.2 with no hotfix, 2020.2 HF1. And if so, they should then investigate whether personal data has actually potentially been compromised. So is there evidence that the vulnerability created by um, the the, the, the bad uh, updates, if I can call them that, have actually been updated? And if there is, they should take appropriate remedial action. And the guidance points organizations to information published by SolarWinds themselves to sort of upgrade the relevant versions and remediate vulnerabilities, and also points to guidance from National Cybersecurity Center, which is sort of the public-facing uh, part of GCHQ here in the UK. Um, and the ICT did unsurprisingly also take the opportunity to remind organizations that you know the normal GDPR rep- breach reporting obligations still apply. None of that changes purely because this is such a sort of wide-ranging compromise. No, that makes perfect sense. And, and um, of course, there's been the FBI and others have issued guidance um, as, as well, and it's a very helpful point. Uh, and in case you, if people were saying, oh, gee, what did, what did Paul say? You've written a little alert on this, which is on Connect on Tech. And there's actually a couple different pieces on Connect on Tech um, that can help people, you know, find these resources um, in case they're looking at it. Why do you think, why do you think the UK ICO took the time to write on this, Paul? I mean, obviously there are hundreds of, of events that are happening all the time, all kinds of vulnerabilities. Why do you think they took the time to, to write on this and remind people of the 72 hours? 
So the OCO is moving towards um, putting out more guidance uh, on the news and sort of blog page of its website. Uh, and, and that's anything from, you know, guidance on the use of AI, for example, to information about penalty notices. And it is now starting to put out more information where there is a systemic or wide-ranging attack like this. And this is, I think, a couple of things. It's, on the one hand, the ICO managing information flow with data controllers and processors, where there are you know, a significant number of potentially impacted parties and being more proactive in its engagement with uh, organizations that process personal data. I think it's also the ICO setting out its position up front uh, that potentially impacted organizations need to investigate this. They can't take the view of, oh, we're just likely to be collateral damage here. We weren't the target of the, uh, the supply chain. I think this is also the ICO setting out its position up front that potentially impacted organizations shouldn't take the position that they're just collateral damage here. They weren't the target of the actual supply chain attack in question. Um, they're basically saying that's not going to wash. Organizations need to look at this properly, do a proper investigation, assess their risk and take appropriate steps following that. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, and is part of that analysis also not just your own systems, but any data processor service provider to you? Are they impacted? Are they and are you the controller of data that's in when it's in their hands? Is that also part of what you should be looking at? Absolutely. And we've seen clients asking that specific question. And yes, it's a case of looking at third party, potentially even beyond that, you know, fourth, fifth party providers where appropriate to identify holistically across the whole organization and across the whole sort of data management suite and supply chain, what exposure there potentially is here. Now, talk to us for just a minute about this the 72-hour rule. It's, it's notify the UK ICO, so notification to the authority within 72 hours of becoming aware of a personal data breach. So when does that clock really start to tick? If I, if I discover that my organization is using one of the impacted versions of Orion, have I become aware of a personal data breach or is there a little more flexibility on that? I would say there's a bit more flexibility than that. It's a case-to-case scenario, but the guidance from the European Data Protection Board, which I think still still applies even post-Brexit, is that an organization becomes aware when it has a reasonable degree of confidence that a security incident has taken place that impacts on on personal data, a reasonable degree of certainty, I should say. Um, And so if an organization... uses one of the impacted versions of of Orion, I I would say that's not necessarily sufficient awareness at that stage, because we know that in reality, um, the question here is, was the vulnerability actually utilized here? Is there any evidence that third parties did actually potentially obtain access to, to, to personal data? And it's at that point, once the business has that reasonable degree of certainty, it's got to the point where it's identified there's the vulnerability, but it's gone further. It's looked, there's evidence that the vulnerability was actually exploited in that that, that organization's own system. That's the point at which the 72 hours realistically starts running. And it's not always a hard and fast, it's now. It's that reasonable degree of certainty is the sort of trigger point. Perfect. Okay. And then, um, and I, and I suppose we have to say out loud that the, the 72 hour rule is, is taken seriously, right? We, um, it, it, the UK ICO is serious when you be, when you do become aware, so you've, you've properly investigated and you found out, yes, you know what, we've had personal data 
that's been uh, compromised that creates the requisite risk. Um, UKICO is pretty serious about getting that notice within 72 hours. Is that fair? Yes, they are. They are. And you know, we, they will ask questions if, um, if notification isn't made within the 72 hours. They are pragmatic. Um, and so realistically, if an organization undertakes a serious proper investigation um, uh, and throws sufficient resource at it, if it takes a little bit more than 72 hours, then chances are the ICO isn't going to uh, use that specific failure as a potential head of, of penalty in itself. But they do expect organizations to properly investigate, throw enough resource at it, and notify within that 72 hours, even if it's a relatively bare notification with you know, more information to come. Perfect. All right. We'll leave it there. Paul Glass, our cybersecurity lead in our Baker McKenzie London office. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me, Brian. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.